Okay. The truth of the Dhamma is our next subject. And I'm drawing this mainly from Salinas Shivaram Swami's book, Navavraja Mahima. This is volume one. And uh, it comes a chapter, I guess you can say it's part of his introduction or, well, no, it comes just after his introduction. He has a uh, quite long introduction and then he has this uh, section or this chapter called The Truth of the Dhamma. And this goes for, oh, 25, 28, 30 pages, 35 pages, no, more. <laughs> 40 pages. Oh my, it's, it's, it goes for 50 pages. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna touch on some of this. Um, the idea of Dhamma, uh, there's a definition. Let's go to the definition from uh, Indra, King Indra, in his prayers to Lord Krishna, begging forgiveness. Uh, for this connects to the, uh, to the uh, Govardhan Leela. Vishuddha Sattvam Tavadhamma Shantam Tapo mayam dvasta rajas tamaskam maya 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 mayo yam gunasam pravaho na vidyate te agrahananubandaha. Your transcendental form, a manifestation of pure goodness, is undisturbed by change shining with knowledge and devoid of passion and ignorance. In you does not exist the mighty flow of the modes of material nature, which is based on illusion and ignorance. Okay, now you've heard this and you're probably asking, so how is this a definition of Dhamma since seems to be an uh, address to Krishna. Well, the answer is that basically Krishna and his Dhamma are non-different, and uh, this will be elaborated. Um, there's the, a sort of dictionary definition of Dhamma by Sridhar Swami, uh, the the a great commentator on the on the Bhagavatam. He says the word Dhamma can signify a dwelling place, a house, uh, a favorite thing or person, delight or pleasure, form or appearance. Power, majesty, 
glory, splendor, or light? Uh, and then he says, basically, it means Krishna's abode. <laughs> uh, and in the very first verse of the Bhagavatam, we, we get the sense, um, according to Sridhar Swami, that uh, simultaneously, Krishna resides in his abode, and he is the source of his abode. And then we have a famous statement by Lord, uh, sorry, by Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita. Param Dhamma, Param Param Brahma Param Dhamma Pavitram Paramam Bhavan. So Param Dhamma. Uh, Arjuna is addressing Krishna as the supreme abode. And right now we see Param Dhamma Ananda. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's see, more here. So all these different words, uh, his majesty, or Dhamma means majesty, glory, splendor, all these things. Uh, of course, these refer very much to Krishna, and therefore um, the idea is that Krishna and his Dhamma are non-different. And then Srila Prabhupada uh, emphasizes this when he quotes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who quotes, Aradyo Bhagavan Rajeshatanayas Tattama Vrindavanam. Vrindavan is as good as Krishna. And so, what we may ask the the significance uh, is profound, but one immediate point is simply that wherever there is Krishna, there is his Dhamma. And what this uh, suggests is that Krishna's Dhamma is everywhere if Krishna is everywhere. But then to say that Krishna's Dhamma is everywhere, seems to make it nothing so special. I mean, we look around us and we see this material world and we may wonder, how is this Krishna's Dhamma? Well, one upshot of this, one significance is, is my reflection on this. If we could, in the spreading of Krishna consciousness spread the idea at the same time, which was so foundational to Srila Prabhupada's preaching, that everything belongs to Krishna. That uh, this land, this earth um, that we find ourselves uh, 
living on, residing on, is Krishna's land, is his dhamma. Uh, this could go a long way for um, straightening out what is so uh, so disturbed, especially with respect to uh, the way the human society is treating, or I should say mistreating, uh, the planet. So then the question may come, so what is, um, or put it this way, uh, this is what Shivaram Swami says, instead of saying uh, that Krishna's Dhamma is everywhere, um, it's all-pervading, um, it may be better to ask, he says, where the Dham is manifest, rather than asking the question where the Dham is. Okay, it's everywhere, but where is it manifest? And so then we come to this uh, point or the subject of the five, uh, the five manifestations of the Dhamma. And very briefly, and then we can go into more detail, but just to uh, relieve you of the suspense, what are these five manifestations? We could make a a quiz about this, I suppose. <clears throat> uh, the first is Goloka Vrindavan, the Vrindavan in the spiritual realm. Uh, the second is Bhoma Vrindavan, the Vrindavan of this earth where Krishna has appeared. Uh, the third is called Drishyamana Dhamma, that is the Dhamma which uh, the um, advanced devotees are able to perceive in this world despite uh, the um, aprakata uh, condition of Krishna being unmanifest. Uh, then fourth is the Dhamma in the heart of great devotees. And then finally, the Dhamma manifested by great devotees. So uh, these are the five. So it starts with, it starts at the top and comes down into the world and then uh, becomes unmanifest except for those who can see, can appreciate. Uh, and then again, it's further hidden in the hearts of the, uh, the Vaishnavas, the devotees. And then it becomes manifest um, 
in physical form, visible for others to see by the grace of such Vaishnavas or Vaishnavis. <laughs> yeah. So, Goloka Vrindavan. Mm. Anybody want to go to Goloka Vrindavan? <laughs> That's a kind of a trick question. We ask devotees and they're not sure whether they should say yes or no. Maybe this is one where we're supposed to say, no, no, I'm ready to take birth like Bhaktivinoda Thakur as a kita in the house of a devotee. Um, yes, that's there also. Okay, some technicalities here about Goloka Vrindavan. Uh, it's Lord Balaram who more immediately makes it manifest uh, um, by the Sandini Shakti. And uh, one might ask, what is it constituted of? Uh, and the answer is Shuddha Sattva. And this is a little mysterious. There's a lot of discussion. I believe Jiva Goswami elaborates quite extensively. What is this? Shuddha Sattva. Uh, in a way, it's we can say it's um, it's just an attempt uh, with language to express what may be um, beyond language, um, because we know about the three gunas: Tamaguna, Rajaguna, and Sattva Guna. And then we might want to think sattva. Sattva means good. It means pure. Yes and no. <laughs> it's pure, but it's in this world. It's tinged. And sattva guna is also subject to becoming further obscured uh, by the other modes of nature. Okay, so then... Uh, Clearly, that which is divyam, transcendent category, must be beyond the three modes of nature, as Krishna also uh, explains in the Gita, trivir gunamayar bhavayar avisarvidam tata. Everyone, mohitam na abhijanati, they don't know me. Mame param avyayam, I'm beyond. These three modes, says Krishna. I'm in a different category. <laughs> Completely different category. Okay, so tell us more about that. Well, it's Shuddha Sattva. It's Sattva plus. It's uh, Turbo Sattva. It's Sattva through and through. It's You can't get more Sattva than... Uh, than this. So, Shuddha Sattva. Okay, it's pure. Uh, 
Um, okay, you may say, so Sandini Shakti, the potency of existence. So there's just, um, there's just Sat in that case, uh, constituting uh, the uh, Goloka Vrindavan. No, it is all threes, Sat, Chit, and Ananda, uh, because uh, Krishna's Chit Shakti, as it's sometimes called, or Antaranga Shakti, as it's also called, the the uh, uh, the Shakti, the power of the inner inner uh, dimension, Anga. Here it can mean body. It can mean maybe dimension. Uh, this Antaranga Shakti has. Um, three aspects. Uh, it has Sandini Samvit and Ladini Shakti, and these are all present. Um, these are all constituents of Goloka Vrindavan. So there's, there's, no, uh, there's no lack. There's no lack of anything. And of course, Goloka is, it's not that there's just Krishna and this land. Uh, there's the, Goloka is, is, uh, is full of Krishna's devotees. There are his mother, his father, his friends, uh, the, uh, his girlfriends, the gopis. There are the friends of Nanda, and Yashoda, uh, everybody has everybody has friends in Goloka Vrindavan. They're not just um, isolated beings connected with Krishna only. They're connected through Krishna, but they're connected to each other, and they are also constituted of uh, Shudha Sattva. Uh, and because Krishna can appear wherever he desires, and wherever he appears, his Dhamma appears, and uh, because Krishna can appear in different forms, so also his Dhamma can appear in different forms. Uh, I'm just reading Abhiduta Raya's question, one of his uh, esoteric questions. <clears throat> I read there are two Boma Vrindavans. Well, we haven't gotten to Boma Vrindavan yet, so maybe we should hold off on that. <laughs> We're talking about uh, Goloka Vrindavan. Uh, then finally, about Goloka Vrindavan, we have uh, a note from the Garga Samhita. The Garga Samhita, 
is um, an interesting text. It's an elaboration on Krishna Lila. Um, and it's uh, especially dear to the Vallabha Sampradaya, but it's also, apparently it's also appreciated uh, in our Gaudiya Sampradaya. So in the Garga Samhita, it's mentioned that after the demigods petitioned the Lord to relieve the burden of the earth, and Krishna, of course, agreed uh, to to come to do his uh, to do his service, and he requested Shimati Radharani to accompany him. And Shimati Radharani said, "Yes, I'm happy to go with you. I don't want to be left here alone." But I'm not going unless. There will be also River Yamuna, Govardhan Hill, Nandagram, and so on. All the places of Vrindavan have to be there. The forests, everything has to be there. Otherwise, I'm not going. So, of course, Krishna had to agree. Not difficult, because wherever Krishna uh, appears, there appears his, uh, his Dham. Okay, then we have Bhoma Vrindavan. And of course, the word Bhoma comes from uh, Bhumi, Bhu. Um, then we have Bhumi and Bhoma, which means related to or connected with the earth. And of course, this is what is described in the 10th canto of Bhagavatam. Uh, Krishna's appearing in Boma Vrindavan. And all of the pastimes that are described are happening in Boma Vrindavan. And so this is what is called uh, prakartha. Lila. Prakata simply means manifest. According to the dictionary, uh, is suspected to be a word related to the word prakrita, uh, which is like prakriti. Uh, and it's also suspected that the word is originally a prakrit word, not a Sanskrit word. In any case, um, prakata lila, manifest, aprakata lila, not manifest. So Krishna manifests, he appears, he comes into the world uh, and performs all of his wonders. And an interesting way of thinking of uh, Bhoma Brindavan is as a replica a replica of Goloka Vrinda. And one of the major differences, you may ask, okay, replica, but is there not some difference? Yes, there is a difference. One difference is that Goloka Vrindavan, the size, 
Um, would you like to know what is the size of Goloka Vrindavan? So here we have it. Um, taking the measure of a yojana as eight miles, and there are different opinions about the distance of a yojana. According to some source, it is uh, the distance that uh, an, an ox with a cart can go in one day. <laughs> yes, uh, so, but the, the distance uh, measure that Srila Prabhupada gave in his books was eight miles, which is what, 12 kilometers roughly? Uh, multiplied by 100, multiply that by 1,000, multiply that by 10,000, multiply that by 100,000, multiply that by 10 million. Or, to put it another way, 4 times 10 to the 21st power Kroshas. Uh, in contrast, the circumference of Boma Vrindavan is 84 kroshas, or approximately 164 miles. Now, at this point, someone is likely to protest. Isn't it considered one of the Dhamma apparatus to measure the Holy Dham? According to Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, we should not measure the Holy Dham. And here we're getting measurements. Well, all I can say is I, for one, have not made any attempt to measure the Holy Dham. I'm simply repeating what's written here. <laughs> and we can say this is simply giving us some general idea uh, of size. And in any case, we understand the Dham is unlimited because Lord Krishna is unlimited. <clears throat> Boma Vrindavan. Um, now, this may refer either to Goloka Dham. I think it refers to Goloka Dhamma, but also to uh, Boma Vrindavan when Krishna is present. Uh, th these two verses uh, at the end of uh, the Brahma Samhita. Shriya <clears throat> Kanta Kanta. Parama Purusha Kalpataravoduma Bhumis Chintamani Ganamaitoyamritam Kataganam Natyam Gamanamapi Vam Shipriya Saki Chidanandam Jyoti Paramapitadaspad Yamapicha Sayatrakshi Radhi Shravati Surabhyascha Sumahan Nimesh Nimeshardakyova Rajatina Hyatrapi Samayaha 
Bajes ve Shweta Dvipam Tamahami Hagolokamiti Yam Virantaste Santa Chitti Viratachara Katipaye. So yeah, it mentions uh Shweta Dvipa, which would be uh the uh Aprakata Dhamma. But what's especially striking in that description I find is that every step is a dance, every, the water is nectar, every word is poetry. And all the trees are uh, desire trees, they're wish-fulfilling trees. Yeah. Um, so, but that that's... Okay, that's Shveta Dvip, but then again, it's also, uh, also Boma Vrindavan, when Krishna is present. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Vrindavan Dham, speaking of Boma Vrindavan, is very soft. Due to the mercy of the Supreme Lord, and it is especially opulent, Due to conjugal love, the transcendental glories of the son of Maharaj Nanda are exhibited here under the circumstances. Not the least anxiety is awakened within us. Hmm. So this is a characteristic of Boma Vrindavan. Again, you may protest. There was so much anxiety when Krishna was present. Mother Yashoda was totally in anxiety when uh, Krishna was dancing on the heads of Kaliya. What do you mean there's no anxiety? Well, there's no anxiety for us who are hearing about, who are uh, contemplating, uh, who may be visiting uh, Boma Vrindavan. If we are um, experiencing Boma Vrindavan through the uh, descriptions of Boma Vrindavan, there's no anxiety for us. So this would be a um, kind of reference alluding, we might want to say, to what Kavikarnapura was saying, uh, that there are two rasas, the rasas within um, amongst the associates of Krishna, with Krishna, and there are those of us who are hearing about Krishna. Okay, then there is Drishyamana Dhamma, uh, or maybe I should stop here for Avaduttaraya's question. He says, I read there are two Boma Vrindavans, one which is manifest, one that is not manifest for us, one half meter above manifest Boma Vrindavan. It seems this is the sixth type of Vrindavan or Holy Dham. Uh, is the Boma Vrindavan that accepts five material elements less powerful than the unmanifest Boma 
Well, I, I guess I'd want to see uh, more where this is, what is the source of this idea of a, a second Boma Vrindavan before I could comment about that. Uh, the, I'm a little hesitant considering just that uh, Shivaram Swami doesn't mention this and I feel like he would mention that he's uh, he's done so much research on this that uh, it could well be uh, that this idea of a second Rindavan is, uh, is a local tradition. Uh, we, we have lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of lo local traditions within, uh, within Vrindavan today. Um, so, yeah, better I don't comment on that. At least not yet. <laughs> Anyone else want to comment on that? Anyone have some authoritative statement for us? Okay. Anyone else? Maybe I stop here. Actually, I did want to stop a little bit early because um, I have another meeting in an hour um, and we're going to have lunch. I'm supposed to speak with the devotees in Ujjain. Uh, many of you may know Ujjain uh, Iskan Temple was um, kind of the main uh, temple of His Holiness uh, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. So the Ujjain devotees are doing a very nice thing. They're organizing for many uh, older devotees to speak uh, to the um, to the community. Uh, sort of one each evening, so they've asked me to speak. Yeah, this uh, question from Mamatamayi might be referring to the uh, the third one, which is Drishyamana Dhamma, that Dhamma which is <clears throat> uh, perceived by those who are qualified to see. Uh, Sugopi Tungavidya is asking um, or is telling us, Rindavan is forest of Tulsi. Uh, does Goloka have Tulsi? I would think so. Can, can you imagine Goloka Vrindavan without Tulsi? No, that wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't think so. But I can only tell you for sure after I get there. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, there must be Tulsi. Tulasi must be there. Rinda Devi is there. And um, I suppose this will be discussed later, but uh, it may be um, we can mention now, since we are anticipating uh, Radhashtami, the appearance of Srimati Radharani, that, um, yeah, one time I was in Vrindavan, this was in 2001, I was doing my research on Radharaman Temple, 
And um, someone asked me my name, and I said, I'm Krishna Kshetra Das. And I, I said, Krishna Kshetra, Kshetra means place or field, so uh, the, the, the place uh, of Vrind, uh, the place of Krishna or Vrindavan, because that's how Srila Prabhupada explained it to me. And this person said, no, no, Vrindavan is the place of Shimati Radharani. She is Vrindavaneshwari. Uh, she is in charge. Um, and I was there that same year. I was there for uh, during Radhashtami uh, when they make a... <laughs> it's a real kind of a folk festival, I would say. But yeah, there's a real feeling in Vrindavan that our, our Radha is in charge here. He is the uh, the one in charge, Vrindavaneshwari. So we can um, anticipate Srimati Radharani's appearance. What? what uh, I think it's twenty sixth. Okay, so we have another. Do we have another um, sangha before that? Two. Oh. Mm, no, we have one before that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we can anticipate her appearance. Uh, now that Krishna has appeared, we can sustain our remembrance, our smarana of Krishna, whether he is killing demons or lifting mountains or dancing. Is that all right? Oh, mm, let's see. Mangala is asking, when trying to give Krishna to family members close to us, parents and so on, they sometimes, in my experience, become reserved or inimical. Still, it seems our eagerness to give them some Krishna consciousness is stronger than toward other people. It is difficult to be indifferent, and they at least get to hear something of Krishna, even if these are not positive thoughts. Question, do you have some advice? Should we become more detached when talking about Krishna to people who are close to us, or is this attachment beneficial and natural? I think it's I think it's natural and I think it's beneficial um but it's uh it's a matter of great sensitivity to know when to sort of pull back um we don't want to we don't want to yeah we don't want we don't want our family members to become inimical to Krishna do we so, um, where to find that right balance? But I think the, the, the main thing is, with family members, just being, just being as you are 
and allowing them to see you as their family member, as their daughter and whatever, but just being um, a really nice daughter <laughs> or son or, uh, or whatever. And if they see you, you know, just being uh, well-situated, something will work on them and they'll think, you know, there's, there may be something to this Krishna consciousness. And I've heard any number of devotees saying like that. Initially, so much hmm, inimical feeling and then... After some time, something happens, something softens, and uh, they can become actually very favorable. A certain detachment also has to be there. Uh, in other words, if someone is not kind of opening up and allowing at least a little space for Krishna, and we say, okay, uh, but the detachment should be just that. It should be not uh, anger or, you know, being upset with someone. What? You're not accepting Krishna? No, that's okay. It's all right, because we know sooner or later, Krishna will capture everyone. Sooner or later, sooner or later. All right, I'm going to have to um, end there, and I'm happy to see you all. I would uh, be happy to spend more time, but I wish you all a very nice, nice and Krishna conscious week. And uh, keep well, keep safe, and. Uh, May Krishna, with his holy dham, enter into your heart, because this is what's coming up. At some point, we'll talk about Krishna, Krishna's dhamma being in the heart. So, in anticipation of that, Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrinda ki jai. Gora Prema Nande Haribo. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Thank you so much. Hare so Hare. see you next Saturday. Thank you so much. Yes. Haribo.